This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The threes are low, and it's all over. <laughs> That's what he's thinking about. Game time. Game time, baby. On the BetQL Audio Network. So now we're going to have to sit around and wait for the NBA to pick up once again. Yesterday, an all-day affair. It was all right. We'll see if uh, we want to continue with that on a regular basis. Uh, Welcome to your work week. It's Monday, March 8th, and it's Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat with you for the next three hours. Uh, BetQL Daily is here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 to 11 a.m. Mountain, live on the radio.com app. We stream live on YouTube for those three hours, so make sure you're subscribed to the radio.com sports YouTube page. If you're hanging out at work, you want it on in the background on your computer, and uh, we also air live at 1430 in Denver. On Twitter, at BetQL Daily, at BetQL Daily. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell a friend. Coming on the show today, Mike Rutherford will uh, – Start off our number two on college hoops. Last hour of the show, we'll go out to Vegas, talk to Chuck Esposito, our, one of our favorite odds makers out there, and Jason Weingarten. He's a pro better. He specializes in Major League Baseball futures, so there's a lot I want to pick his brain about right now. I'm sure he doesn't have his entire portfolio, but I'm positive that he has a bunch of bets down. We've got touch them all. We're going to be breaking down the American League East today. Best bets as always to wrap the show and Horvat. I can't wait. Eli will be mad, but I cannot wait. We've got, uh, I'm going to open the Top Shots pack. I landed yesterday. It only cost me 199 bucks live on the show. 199 bucks you spend. <laughs> I'm glad that you're going to do this because I haven't seen this. Uh, I haven't seen anybody open a pack in action. Now I've seen like the clips that people put on social media, on Twitter. Now, are you doing this for content? How have you, how have you held out, man? Like if I had this pack, I, I would have opened. I don't think I would have been able to do it. How long have you had it? How long have you been sitting on it? Okay, so I I got one on Friday. That was a drop of the $14 packs. And then they had this one yesterday, and they forgot how many it was. There, I think 40 or 60,000 they were giving out. And there were 180,000 people in the queue trying to get packs at the same time, begging to spend $200 on a pack of Top Shots. So you couldn't get a pack yesterday or have the opportunity to get a pack unless uh, to, unless you had moments, okay? And so I didn't have any because I didn't open my pack. I was saving the pack from Friday for the show today. So I'm like, all right, I guess I've got to open these because they wouldn't let me buy any other ones because they closed that off. They're trying to stop the bots from coming in. I, I know people are bored by this. But anyways, I saved the pack yes, from yesterday, and I'm praying that uh, we land a lamello ball because then I'll be very, very happy. Yeah, you're probably going to end up with like a Joe Harris spot up. Ah, I saw Eli is actually going to mute Top Shot, I believe. And then he had something else. I saw this on social media. Now, I kind of figured because conference tournament, I mean, we got the mid-majors going on right now. ACC tournament starting up tomorrow. So I know he doesn't want to be bothered with Top Shot. I don't, I'm kind of torn. Like I'm interested, but my whole Twitter page this whole weekend was all Top Shot. I get it. 
Yeah. I get it. When they do the drops, if you're not interested and that's all you see for about an hour, I would be very frustrated as well. If you're not into it at all, but I've spent the last few weeks learning a lot about it. But we got we got so much going on. Uh, Eli Herskovich is here. He's working on the show. First time we've worked with him for an entire show in a couple of weeks. He was not able to commit to being here the entire week, but he is here today, and it's an important day. So much going on in college hoops. Um, Eli's here. Horvat's here. Uh, Jake Hassan, our board op in downtown Chicago. Dylan Burns is Jake Alley in Philadelphia. Now, Eli, I, I need you to pop on for a quick second because I find it fascinating that the the day that Eli returns, the rundown of everyone's role who works on the show has completely changed. We've got the co-host and the executive producer per usual. Now, when Eli was out, it would be Jake and Dylan as the executive producers. But now that Eli is back, oh, no. EP line, that is just Eli. That is just Eli. And now he's given uh, the title of director to Dylan Burns and new new title, graphics, has been added to Jake Galley. Eli, what's uh, what's the thinking there? Well, Jake's not here today. Jake Galley is not here today. That was a so late, he's not late, exit, late exit from Jake Galley. Jake Hassan oh, no. is here. I put the show together. Um, I also just copy and pasted the top of that from what I used to do. So it's, uh, there's no harm. No harm to what? No, no top. harm. Um, why is it private? Why Jake's out? I'm a little yeah, concerned now. A little private. A little private. When you hear when you hear somebody's out, you, nowadays you get really concerned about what's going on. Yeah, but all right. A lot of crazy stuff in the world. Eli, are you mad that uh, I'm opening up a pack of Top Shots, or if you're like, okay, we'll get some people on the YouTube, you're good. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. Like I don't have a problem with people liking Top Shot. I'm just not into it. So yeah, Nick is way into it. He spends Costos. a lot. Yeah. I don't actually, I don't know how much he spends on. I would say he spends a lot of time. I don't know how about how much money. I mean, hey, people can <laughs> if people could flip their cards and make a profit, great. That's awesome. Uh yeah. I, I have yet to run into people that have jumped into it and, and say they've lost money based on um what the marketplace is saying their moments are worth right now. Whatever. We'll get into that later. I'll explain uh, more about that. Here, here's why I'm excited, Horvat. I wake up today. And I'm thinking about the, about the sports landscape as we get closer and closer to things being normal. Uh, let's say normal schedule because things are not normal. But I'm so thrilled because I'm like, wait a second. Okay, Selection Sunday is six days away. NFL free agency starts next Monday, seven days. Opening day, every team's going to be playing for real in 24 days. And the Masters starts in 31 days. No, it's a beautiful thing. That tweet, I'm glad that you sent that out this morning. That uh, cheered me up a little bit because I was thinking in the back of my head, I was like, okay, we got some conference tournament action today. ACC yeah. tournament ends. I'm excited for the conference tournaments, but no NBA until Thursday. What am I going to do with my life and my time? And then I saw that tweet and I thought, man, I mean, it's a beautiful thing because I love this time of year always. But when you take away March Madness, like last year, no NCAA tournament. And then we finally get it back. We got conference tournaments that aren't going to be canceled. Fingers crossed. I'm excited. And then you brought up opening day. I'm excited for that. And then obviously the Masters. I feel like we just had the Masters. We got the Masters. There's just yeah. so much going on right now, man. It's a beautiful thing. And we got the second half of the NBA season starting up. So, you know, last year around this time, I was searching for <laughs> searching for just anything. <laughs> 
I got into KBO baseball, which was kind of nice because with my work schedule, you know, I get up at 3.30 a.m. And while I'm doing my show at 5 a.m., it was something that I could actually have on the television and something that I could wager on a little bit. But I lost so much money on the Lotte Giants on the and on the KT Wiz, man. I'm excited to just watch some real Major League Baseball. No offense to the KBO. It, it filled the time. But I'm glad to get back to the real stuff. So, man, what a beautiful time of the year. I'm jacked for these conference tournaments, though. You're still mad at yourself for betting the KBO. That was so long ago. Doesn't that feel like that was three years ago when you were betting on the KBO? Seriously. I mean, I we, no were, sense of time. Yeah. we were booking guys, Joe, from the KBO, like KBO beat writers, KBO play-by-play broadcasters. Daniel, uh. we had him on the morning show right after he called the game. Um yeah, yeah, you know, you know what's the good thing though is I cover the Brewers, obviously, uh, for for my job, and for some reason they are obsessed with KBO type players. It was Eric Thames a couple years back, and now Josh Lindblom, who's a KBO legend, uh, is probably going to be their number three starter. So at least by watching KBO baseball, I, I, I feel like I was doing some research on some future Brewers. Uh, let's talk about NBA All Star Day day, not weekend. It's used usually the weekend. And I think they'll go back to that in future seasons. Um, celebrity game. Was it Quavo or Quavo and Jack Harrow? Quavo. Quavo. I'm old, man. I'm old. I hate it. I'm the guy I hated years and years ago. Okay. Uh, 21 to seven skills challenge. So bonus wins. I had a feeling I didn't bet it. There were too many guys I was leaning in the skills challenge. I was thinking about Covington. And once they started pumping him up right before that started, I'm like, there's no way Covington's going to win this. So I decided not not to bet him. Uh, I was considering Sabonis, but he wins that. Three-point contest, that was fun. Steph over Conley in the end. Team LeBron rolls by 20. The over hits. Giannis the MVP. Slam dunk, bit of a dud with Cassius Stanley. And we find out hours before the game. And Bede and Simmons both out due to contact tracing. Their barber recently tested positive in Atlanta. Was the NBA All-Star game that we witnessed yesterday, and we are in different positions in the association. We rip other organizations for saying it's it's all about the almighty dollar. We'll do the same thing with college basketball, these other sports that push things forward. But for some reason, we don't do it enough in the NBA because people like Adam Silver, right? Um, was the juice worth the squeeze yesterday was that worth it in my opinion no uh because a lot of guys seemed man like the top players outside of Giannis actually and maybe Damian Lillard Steph Curry looked like he was having fun towards the end it didn't seem Joe like anybody really wanted to be there especially LeBron what did LeBron finish with four points in that game and he had mentioned you know he'd brought it up over and over and again yesterday that it was it was a money grab for the NBA I understood why the league did it but it just seemed like, and James Harden said the same thing. It seemed like a lot of the guys did not want to be there. The slam dunk contest, I usually love it. I had no interest in it. The three-point contest was kind of fun, but the problem is the only guy that could overtake Steph Curry is Clay Thompson, who's out for the year. I want to see those guys go at it. Uh, I did enjoy the game only because on Friday, I had to give out a pick. Uh, I do our afternoon show. I call in with with some picks for the weekend. And there wasn't a whole lot. College basketball lines weren't up at the time. And I was driving to a funeral. So I had to give a lazy pick. I gave out Giannis for MVP because it was plus 850. I figured he's going to be the one it guy. Was? It was eight plus 850 at the time. I saw him as the as three to one. Three to one yesterday. Uh, three to one about okay. two hours before tip off. When I checked it again, I wanted to play it again. Uh, we got it at 850. Some people got it uh, nine to one. 
Um, but that was where it was at. In fact, I got a direct message that after I gave that out, somebody played at seven to one. So still really good value there. I just figured, man, he's not going to win the MVP this year. Exactly. exactly. Back back. And I saw you tweet this out as well, Joe. He's probably not going to win an MVP for a while. Uh, right. even the fact that he's won back to back and the Bucks are probably not going to, not going to win 60 games anytime soon. So I figured he was going to go all in for the all-star game. Also, uh, he spent a couple off seasons working out with Kobe, uh, was really close with Kobe Bryant. So I knew he wanted that MVP yesterday. So that was my favorite play that made up for it, but the game, it, it just wasn't the same. And, and I do want it to go back to being all-star weekend because I love all-star Saturday night. It felt like everything was rushed last night. Everything was a dud except for the three-point contest. So we talked to uh, Ryan McDonough about this last week, and he nailed it. The premier event when we were kids, our memories, all the different ideas that we never saw before or thought that you would see uh, from the players were in the slam dunk contest. The event of the entire weekend is a three-point contest. You have the star power, and that's what a, that's so much of the game right now, the outside shooting and the runs. I mean, the show that Steph put on, I mean, please compare that to any dunk right now. And incredible athletes. And, of course, you don't have the star power. And they're so good. Even the, guy, even the guys that were involved uh, yesterday with Toppin and Cassius Stanley, they're so good. You don't even realize what they do until you go super slow-mo and you're going frame by frame. It's unbelievable. But the three-point contest is so much better. It's not even close. I did not mind the halftime idea, though. I thought that was cool. The problem was the halftime felt like it was longer than the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, it's better than the usual musical act, which is never very good at the All-Star game. So at least it gave us something to watch. I didn't hate the idea. Now, I do want to go back to the regular NBA All-Star Saturday just because, again, I felt like it was rushed. Yes. I felt like the dunk competition would be much better if it was given more time. You know what I miss? Growing up, Joe, like everybody that we wanted to see in the dunk competition was in the dunk competition, even the top players in the league. Like, you know, a little bit before my time, but like Dominique and then obviously uh, take off from the free throw line. It just felt like, you know, even like Dwight Howard in, the, in those years. And now, like there was a couple of years about like, what was it? Like seven, eight years ago where LeBron T's maybe joining the dunk competition. There's so many guys where I would just love to see him go at it, but it's always the OB Toppins, you know, the up and coming type players, obviously really athletic guys that are flashy and fun to watch, but it would be awesome to see a dunk contest where it's like, LeBron James, you know what I mean? Like some of the bigger names, some of the yeah. guys in the league, Giannis. I mean, if you look at the, everything he does is a dunk. I would love to see him go at it with LeBron. Instead, we get uh, Obi Toppin and Cassius Stanley, which no offense to them, but bigger names, I think would equal bigger ratings in the dunk competition. I heard Zach Levine talking about it yesterday and uh, he's a previous winner. He clued us in on how a lot of the really good players, the elite players feel. I'm not saying he's in that category, but if he feels this way, you know how the players in that top tier feel. Right. He just said, I, I feel like I'm beyond that point in my career. I, I don't have to do the slam dunk. I don't have to make a name for myself anymore. And I think he's right. Uh, even Magic Johnson tweeted yesterday, TBH, this wasn't the most exciting slam dunk competition I've ever seen. When Thanks. Magic kind of sideswipes you, like, it's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. He's nice to every everybody. Everything is the greatest. Uh, the, a great part as far as the gambling perspective was the total thursday i saw it at 307 it closes at 319 and thanks to the three at the end the game winner from a million feet out 
was it by Lillard? It goes yeah. over 320 points scored. The total is tough to bet because of this uh, Elam ending, though. Yeah, it makes it tough, man. It makes it tough. I saw a lot of people on the under. I will never play the under in an all-star game. Couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. A lot of people were jumping on that, especially live, and they lost all of their bets. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat on BetQL Daily coming up next. We'll talk about what we saw over the weekend, college basketball, and how it impacts the tournament. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.